We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. And uh, let's get it going. Welcome in. It is a Broncos Victory Monday. Scott and I are just joining you from over covering the Falcons on his channel, but now we're over here to talk some Broncos. How are you doing, Scott? I feel like we didn't get a chance to talk too much. How are things in Georgia? It sounds like you're freezing your nips off out there. Yeah, it's in the it's in the 20s, heading down for the teens. I'm like, that's not just cold for Georgia. That's cold for everywhere. So I, I was actually in Orlando over the weekend, a little baseball tournament. So drive down on Friday, drive back on Sunday. All in all, I feel pretty good. Tomorrow it might catch up with me, though. But all in all, I feel, I'm feeling good. So I got to listen to the games, and then I watched the replays. Um, I, that's an interesting way to, to do it. I, I kind of like having the description of the games. Dave Logan does a good job uh, with the play-by-play and you know, really painting a picture and then watching the games and seeing things you know for yourself. So I've, uh, I have enjoyed it and looking forward to talking some Broncos. Yeah, I mean, God, it's great to talk a little Broncos after a victory. It wasn't the prettiest game, obviously not the most notable team, but we came on here and said it. This is a Broncos team that, while they are bad and very injured, didn't look like they quit yet. And this is a Cardinals team that looked like they damn well quit. I mean, the Broncos, let's just get right into it. This Broncos team had one of their best rushing performances of the season this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you have What do we have here on the efficiency metrics for that? We had... <clears throat> Only 20 rushing, or that's the Cardinals, excuse me, 34 rushing attempts, 4.9 yards per carry, 168 yards, leading the way, Latavius Murray, 24 carries, 130 yards, 5.4 yards per carry, and a 35-yard long. I mean, God, Scott, I feel like we've been screaming all year that if this Broncos team is going to function in the parameters of their limitations with how the Russell Wilson offense has to be, the injuries on the offensive line, they're protecting the offensive line, this is a team that needs to run the damn football they came out and did it and did it well this week yeah they did and Latavius Murray I was like I was like man he looks like prime Eddie George out there I'm like wait a minute I'm cutting Latavius Murray short he looks like prime Latavius Murray out there you know we talked about a little bit about you know he he has that sometimes he gets a little happy feet you know where he's trying to size up but it was working this time guys were sliding Mm -hmm. off of him as as he was going through and he was it felt like he was running downhill all game which is which was great, and considering you went through about fourteen offensive linemen to finally get it gelled, you know, in the second half and just be able to impose your will. I mean, it's the Cardinals, okay, but you've played some bad teams. You've been against some in, in some close games where the the effort, let's run the ball, would have worked for for this team, and it was it was good to see. Marlon Mack played great. Um, Latavius Murray played great. Rippon played within himself. You beat a team you should have beat, and well done. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. And also getting the running backs involved in the pass game. Marlon Mack, four receptions, uh, 26 yards, did okay there. Uh, 10-yard long, Latavius Maria had a catch for 12 yards. This is something we've been wanting this Broncos team to utilize, just how they're set up. They need the running backs to be dynamic. And after you lost uh, Javante Williams, they've been anything but until this week. And you had a few splashes here or there, but uh, good to see them getting going there against a very terrible uh, Cardinals defense with two first-round linebackers there. Didn't make much of a difference on Sunday. Got to pound that drum. Uh, Mr. Sir McLovin coming in saying, good morning, fellas. It's been a while. Love the show. And also I saw that, yes, uh, we have you have surgery in a couple hours. Well, Mr. Sir McLovin, good luck to you. Sending out good vibes. I'm sure the chat will as well. Make sure you guys, good luck to Mr. McLovin in the chat here. Um, and uh, hope everything goes well. 
Yeah, we appreciate you coming in on Twitch, and and uh, we'll be thinking about you. So, holiday, get get recovered well, and and enjoy some time with your family. We're hoping the the Boogmeister coming in, kicking us off green, breaking the ice this morning on a cold uh, December day. He says, "Good morning, guys." I bet the Broncos will end up keeping Hackett, but end up getting rid of everybody around him except for Evero. We'll see. I mean, yeah. we we will see. It's just that just feels like. Again, what what do you do here? You know, we don't trust you to call plays. We don't trust you to run the offense. We don't trust you to pick your coaches. What are you doing? What 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 are, what are we doing here? Except I don't want to pay somebody else, which is don't get me wrong, that's a big factor. I don't want to I don't want to have to double pay uh, or, or would it be triple pay? What was left on Fangio's contract? It'd be triple pay. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to have to pay three head coaches in twenty twenty three. That could be a factor, but. Again, it's just he's already, you know, had his his hands tied so much. It's like, I don't know. I don't know, Nick. Like I said, I, I wouldn't ever come out and say it's a hundred percent that he's gone. I I might have with Fangio last year, but this is this is different. This is a year one, mm-hmm. ton of injuries, all those excuses that we can pile up. I still feel like it's ninety percent you're looking at a new coach next year. They have three games left to decide. And if they go out and win two of those three games, there's going to be a chance. I mean, we've seen it the last two weeks. This is a, a Chiefs team that looks vulnerable right now. This is not a great Rams team who plays tonight. They have a sh- one less day of preparation here uh, coming up. And then you got the Chargers at home who are more talented and healthier than the Broncos, which is crazy to say about a Chargers team being more healthy than anybody. Uh, but I think there's a chance there. And heck, what do you do here? M- maybe next year we can have Nathaniel Hackett, you know, dress up as Miles, the the mascot out there on the sideline. But I think there's, there's definitely a chance uh, at this point that he – could come back. We'll see what happens, uh, though, because three games, if they go out there and play competent and you feel like you're building momentum there, I think there's a there's a chance it could happen. Yep. Jacob Foster getting us started on Facebook with the stars, the silent one. Uh, I, I told you the story of meeting Jacob. There was somebody kind of, he was at the meet and greet, someone kind of standing off to the side. You know, I'm a host of sorts. You know, I feel like a guest since it was my first time there, but, you know, I need to make sure everybody feels welcome. I'm like, hey, how you doing? I'm Scott. He's like, oh. Jacob Foster. We kind of both said together, oh, the silent one. That makes sense. So welcome. It was nice to meet you at the time. Appreciate you being here and being a big supporter of uh, Broncos for breakfast. Thank you, Jacob, and hope you're having a good holiday season. Yeah, thank you so much, Jacob. Thank you also to the Bookmaster, and also shout out to Mr. McLovin as well. Kevin Gray saying, morning, Broncos country had to listen to the game on TV. Uh, no TV. I'm very happy for the win on building the offensive line. I agree with Scott. Three in the draft, three free agents. Merry Christmas, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. And I'm going to go back and watch this game uh, again, and this team does need it. I was just getting the injuries here. Tom Compton looks like he injured his back again. I couldn't tell what the injury was. He was the way his hand was. It looked like his re-aggravating his back, which has been an issue out there. And uh, then you also had Quinn Miners getting poked in the eye, uh, which badly. Then ev- badly. Yeah, he had to go badly. be rushed to an eye, uh, eye specialist. I'm not sure what the long-term outlook is for that as well. I, we might not see him again uh, this season because of that, which sucks because he was a solid building player. But yeah. this Broncos offensive line, they did a pretty good job mashing. And I know that, God, it's really not to talk down on anybody, but it's really weird the conversation surrounding backup Offensive tackle Calvin Anderson, who to his credit has been fine in pass protection, but gets absolutely no push at the point of attack in the run game. And the Broncos' explosive runs, where do they come in this game? You guys guessed it behind uh, Cam Fleming um, out there at left tackle. So the Broncos obviously the end of the run game and playing Fleming and running behind Fleming to great effect there on the left side of the line of scrimmage. We might have to see a shakeup this week because Turner's healthy. Fleming's your best run blocker by far now with. Quinn Miners being out, and maybe then you put Anderson back at left tackle. But shout out to the run blocking, horrible pass blocking the wall around. Port- Wattenberg, Glasgow, uh, um, Compton getting destroyed by JJ Watt in the first half. Well, one of my notes on this was I can see why they didn't rush Tom Compton back. Yeah, you know he he struggled. I think his first play in was like a holding, and then the next one he gives up a sack. And that first like three of his first two of his first three plays, I'm like okay. Uh, he's, he struggled, um, you know, and again, to be fair to him, he has been battling injury, which maybe wasn't hundred percent cause he was out pretty quickly. And this is his first time out there. I get it. But if this was as good as if this was a hundred percent for him, I see why they didn't rush him back, you know? And, and if, if this is where he is, 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Then, because he's not healthy, then they did rush him back, and he wasn't ready because even when he was playing, he wasn't playing very well. And then he was out hurt again. So that was, it's been a wasted year for, for that spot for the Denver Broncos and for Tom Compton. What's not wasted is Miguel Santi Stevan, Stevan, Stevan coming in says, Good morning, fellas. What are your thoughts on Gregory? I, my thoughts watching him on Randy Gregory is that he is just a tantalizing, he's a tease. <laughs> he's, he's so, he just, I use the phrase coach killers for guys like this. He's so long. He's so active. He's so quick. He's so disruptive and he's so unavailable. He just, you see why everybody wants to pay this guy and have him on the field. And you see why he has 10 career sacks. You know, this is a, a a microcosm of his career has been this season when he's out there. He's a force. He's disruptive. He's taken on two guys. And if you try and block him with one, he's causing problems in the backfield. And he plays six games a year. Yep. It's He's a tease, Miguel. He's here next year. And you just mm-hmm. got to hope for the best with uh, him. And if not, you can move on from him. But, I mean, we're talking about it. I uh, This offseason, we're going in, like I'm going over the Cowboys games. I'm like, this is the second best player, most athletic player in their line of scrimmage. This looks like a guy that when you're scouting a – how a first round pick looks on a college team compared to their uh, teammates against a lot of those Cowboys uh, pass rushes as well. I mean, the traits, the tools, the length, the bend, the get off, it's all outstanding um, and worthy of a number one alpha edge rusher on a team. I mean, he has the ability to be like the athletic ability and the flashes out there to be a top 10, top 15 pass rusher in the entire NFL. The issue is that as Scott mentioned cannot stay healthy. Uh, it's why you were able to get him on the contract that he signed, despite being much younger than Von Miller and Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. who signed much bigger deals. Pretty happy we got uh, Granny Gregory, even though he's been injured compared to Chandler Jones. Also, God, just real quick, Scott, the funniest thing I ever saw in my entire life. That That's Raiders. Did, you saw the end of the Raiders Patriots game, right? I've never. I did not. I I almost want to play it on here. I think we'll lose our monetization <laughs> if we play an NFL snap. I, I guess I'll explain it to you. So it's like no time left and the Patriots are trying to do like trick plays to score. And I think it was Jacoby Myers threw it backwards to Chandler Jones uh, on the other team, um, like a lob pass right to the Raiders defender. And then it was just Chandler Jones versus Mac Jones 
Um, good luck. <laughs> just trucked him, ran it 50 yards for a touchdown. I mean, it was, it was one of the sickest things I've ever seen. It was, it was up there with one of the worst plays in NFL history. Like the, this will be up there with the butt fumble. It was, that yeah, I will, I will check it out. I will check it out, but no, I, I didn't see it. That one was, uh, I got home at about eight 45 last night, did an edit and went to bed and then got up early and watched football. I didn't, I do not so I you. was watching games this morning. Okay, well, you're going to laugh really hard. I'm not laughing, though. $20 coming in from Clinton Watson. Clinton Watson. This name does not stick out to me. Clinton's uh, been so... around lately. Clinton's coming in coming in, uh, coming in, in big, announcing his presence with authority lately. So appreciate you coming in and being a, a big part of Mile High Huddle and, and our show, Clinton. Must be the evening shows. But uh, thank you for joining us in the morning, Clinton. Uh, happy holidays to you and making our holidays a little better, too. Coming in saying, awesome to see Latavius get 100-plus today. Love y'all. It's always the darkest before the dawn. I want to watch football with my son. It was much easier for me to latch on to the 97 team when I was his age. So many legends. Love y'all. Well, keep him in Denver. You know, Make sure he loves this team because I'm seeing a lot more of, uh, well, I'm a Bronco fan. I was raised a Bronco fan, but I got my kid this Patrick Mahomes jersey for Christmas because he loves Mahomes. It's like, no, like we can't have that. We don't need a generation of Chiefs fans out here growing up. Uh, we need to keep it in-house. They need to suffer like the rest of us. No, Clinton, thank you so much for the 20, making it much less uh, suffering this holidays uh, for out here at Mile High Huddle. <laughs> you listen to a bunch of kids talk football in Atlanta, and it's <laughs> it, you don't want it to be like that, I promise you. So who's your team? And if they're quiet, you know they're about to say the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> yeah. But it'll it'll turn around. It'll turn around. And appreciate you coming in again. And, and Tony coming in with a comment I enjoy. Tony says, maybe they should consider benching Wilson until next season. You put a big smiley face on it. Don't. I promise you that's been considered. Yeah. Promise you. It's been considered. So, you know, he was he cleared protocol and they held him out a week. That may just be an extra precaution. But it might be a sign of things to come. Now, I'd put the chance that he doesn't play again at like 10%. But, you know, another week to, to get him right. But uh, I promise you that conversation has happened, Tony. I promise you. If it happens, you almost have to wonder, not to put a tinfoil hat here. Scott, last time I put on my tinfoil hat, you got upset at me because it was that far out there. Um, but <laughs> it sounded like he was ticked. It sounded like he was mad uh, that he did not play this week, that he Good. cleared and everything. So if they did it to him again, I'd almost be like they're trying to get him to demand a trade out of there or something. <laughs> because I, I, it, I don't know how that can possibly happen based on the dead cap numbers. I mean, the, yeah, the, I agree. The, the clickbait stuff around Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, Aaron Rodgers has a hundred million dollar dead cap. I mean, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to talk to my Green Bay Packers guy. I got a Packers guy, Bill Huber. Uh, oh, I'm at Bill for a long time. Friend of mine. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to give him a call and check in and say, you know, because I mean, I think he could probably pay back his signing bonus, but yeah. you'd have to refund some of the money in order to get out from under that deal, which is possible. But yeah. that's that ends up getting a I don't I don't even know if you can do that, Nick, unless you retire. Because that would be circumventing the salary cap because Aaron Rodgers would send fifty million dollars. I got I put it in escrow, it's in the bank. I didn't need fifty million this year. Give it back to the Packers but then get a signing bonus on his new contract from whoever he's traded to. And that's circumventing of the rules. That's loopholes, which the NFL doesn't particularly like. Yeah, I, I just don't know how it's even possible to try and move on from either one of these guys next season without taking a combined $200 million cap hit. Yeah, well, I, my point mostly was I don't see any way that Russell Wilson allows them to uh, bench him again this week and on the, to the point where it would like maybe severely sever not just impact but sever their relationship so i i would expect him to play this week a few more people to say hello to uh jeremy sean happy monday fellas actually had fun watching the broncos second half maybe it'll be a merry christmas after all well let's see how it goes in la on the 25th maybe we'll have a back-to-back -back game win streak that'd be amazing broncos now have the third pick being sent they don't have it the seahawks have the third pick via the denver broncos but hey it's not number two anymore and if we win this week it might drop all the way down to five which if the broncos can get out of the top three i am going to be doing jumping jacks. I'm well, going to be five wins. It could, it's going to knock you on the door of seven or eight. Yeah. If you can, if you can get five wins, because that's be where the, the, the Falcons are the first five win team picking right now. And they're at seven. Yeah. Yep. 
So that would be, God, that would be amazing. The one that kind of throws a wrench in things is the Colts with their tie <laughs> out there. But uh, that's, uh, it will be interesting to see what happens. Colts. With, yeah, the damn Colts. Week one. Colts. Tying to the tie. I was watching that, was... that game just by score on my phone. Oh, like, yeah. It was, it was 22 points. So what was it? 36 to 14 at the time? It was, it was 33 to zero. But I know, but I was oh, like in the fourth yeah. quarter at this oh, point yeah. now. You're like, yep. Matt Ryan wouldn't blow a 22-point lead in the fourth quarter, would he? Poor Matt Ryan. God, it's, uh, your defense has to be like out there like playing it's blindfolded. Not, it, it's not all on him, but for him to be part of that twice, man, yeah. the Matt Ryan haters in Atlanta were throwing parties this weekend. Uh, poor guy. I feel bad for him. Mario Lewis, although he went to Boston College instead of Iowa, so maybe not too bad. I'm, I'm on a rampage with the Iowa Hawkeye recruiting right now. Mario Lewis, good morning. Finally going to work with the Broncos win. It's been a bit, but we'll take it. Bama X. I'm so mad at you, Bama X. Caden Proctor, it better not happen. It's going to happen. I'm already sad. Morning, uh, morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Ethan, always coming in. Happy holidays to you, Ethan, saying good afternoon, Broncos country. Blave Bliss in the house. Morning, Broncos country. Nick and Scott, hope you all have a great day today. Absolutely. We also got Luke saying hi. Been looking forward to this episode. This must be because of win. It can't just be because of us. You're just looking forward to a win show. But uh, we appreciate you. Go Broncos. Also, Rodney Garcia, our guy. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. So happy to see Denver get a win on U.S. soil for the first time since September 25th. Hope they continue to improve with these final three games. And uh, Luke Wright as well. Good to see you. Good morning, Nick and Scott. <sighs> Scott, do we see any more Broncos victories this season? Put you on the spot. We have three games left, two against the AFC West, one against the Rams. What do you set in the over Chargers, Rams. Uh, Rams this week at, at it's the Nickelodeon slime game on Christmas day. If anybody's excited that about that, means. they put on like graphics and when you score a touchdown, they slime the screen and it's like, okay, it was just graphics, right? They're not actually yeah. sliming anybody. <laughs> I wish they would, man. It's a, it's a slime worthy game. Um, but then you head to Arrowhead in a late December game. God, why do they do this to us constantly? Let's make the chiefs play or Denver play in Kansas city in September. God bless. But, and then you have to close out the season with the chargers at home with a chance to maybe knock the chargers out of the playoffs. There are worse places to play in Christmas than LA though. I will tell you that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's not a bad place to be on Christmas on Christmas day as in LA, uh, having spent nine or 10 of them there myself. Um, so Will they get another win? There's that big pause I'm looking for when I'm editing. Where's what's that gap for? That was Scott deciding and going, oh, will they get another win? Maybe. Golly, I feel like it's 50-50 on the, the Rams. Flip a coin on that one. I'm going to say, yes, they're going to beat the Rams. Maybe they're going to beat the Rams. I wouldn't want to put anything on that game at all. Uh, but with a backup quarterback in without Matt, with Matt Stafford back there, yes. I say yes without him. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know the Rams. Well, ask me again tomorrow after the Monday night game. <laughs> yeah. Does it change at all if the Broncos are uh, playing Russell Wilson or not? For your yes, prediction? it does yeah. to me. Yeah, it, it does. I, I, I think, you know, I mean, I'm not going out on a limb here, but Russell Wilson's a better quarterback. However, as we've talked about and watching the chat talk about in here is that the game plan changes when he's a quarterback and you actually play to your strengths better when you don't have him. We've seen, we've talked, we see that and I like to use a lot of, you know, basketball analogies, you know, star player goes out, other players step up, you know, and that's a four versus five, but the, the game plan changes and you lean on what you're better at when he's not out there. Yeah. You know? All right. But, you know, um, I think, you know, he played 
he played well against the Chiefs. He, he, you know, he he was he was good. He, it hasn't he hasn't been solely at fault at some of these, you know, with with this season. But uh, I think uh, I, I think Russell is would still help this team. And if Russell's playing, I think it's the Rams. If it's ripping, I, I mean, if Russell's playing, I think it's the Broncos. If it's ripping, I think it's the Rams. I agree with you. Ryan Slavik, good morning, Broncos country. Some great things yesterday, absolutely. Justin Simmons, how about that? Uh, only player in the NFL with three-plus interceptions the last five seasons, um, every single season. So incredible stat there for Justin Simmons' longevity despite playing on a losing, perennially losing team to still get those takeaways. So very good safety over that career. We'll see if he can keep it up here. What is he, 30 years old, 31? Um, but also he talks about bringing uh, Latavius Murray back. Maybe if I think the conversation with Latavius Murray completely revolves around two things. Uh, One, the long-term knee perspective with Javante Williams is going to be back week one. I mean, we're so far out still that we, anything right now is just a projection, especially from where we sit. Uh, So don't know about that. The other one is considering when you got Latavius Murray, I think you can take the Melvin Gordon approach. You took this last off season with him. You want him back. Okay. Let's wait until after the draft. If you take one in rounds, two through five that you like more. Maybe you don't bring back Murray then, uh, but he'll probably still be there after the draft. You could offer him veteran minimum, no guarantees. Yeah. <clears throat> and and yeah. if he signs that great, and, uh, you know, or a small signing bonus, $200,000 or something um, that, that wouldn't hurt you, but you know, not tie yourself into him. But yeah, he's yeah. at the very least, Andrew, he's played himself into an NFL job next year. Yep. Somewhere for sure. Um, you know, and, and so is Mac for that matter. But again, you're pulling these guys off practice squads. It just goes back to, you know, Nick beating the drum on why would I use a first round pick on a running back? I mean, we're talking about we got to resign these guys. We got to resign these guys right now. They look great. You're pull off practice squads. You know, it's it's not hard to find guys that can carry the football. It's that that might be one of the easiest things to do in this game. Um, Andrew coming in. Appreciate the stars, Andrew. He says Jerry Judy's resurgent is that resurgence. Is that from the lights finally going on, or did the coach start using him right? Um, part of it is the opportunity that has been available to him with other players going down. So now he's moved himself up in the pecking order of where am I throwing the ball? I'm not trying to force the ball 12 times to Cortland Sutton on the outside. Um, and I think part of it is also that he is playing outside more and in a a little bit more space, which is good for him because he's good at creating space. Um, And he's just, again, I I think it's, it's opportunity as much as anything. Andrew is is how I feel about Jerry Judy and good for him. He's taken advantage of it. Good player. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's a number one per se in the NFL, but a really good option. And I mean, they need to make him the number one read on more throws and they need to get him the football on that number one read, you know, not always be hunting for the explosives, but if it's a intermediate gain and get him the ball in space, I mean, I saw a couple yak opportunities for him in this one. It, uh, the offensive scheme and infrastructure look better this week. Granted, when you can run the football, uh, things do look better outside of the horrible uh, sacks from this game. How many times was Rippin sacked in this game? I think it was eight, eight sacks. No, seven sacks for 41 yards. Oh, that's horrible. Um, still, you were able to run the football. Luckily, it's not college football where sack yards count uh, as negatives in your rushing total. It'd look a lot different out there. Uh, let's keep saying hello to some few people in here. Malcolm Brown, hello from Homer, Alaska. Good to see you. Flying Dragon Films. Good morning, Broncos country. We got Dave Glassman in the house. Always good to see you, Dave. Chase Wellner, morning all. That was a great day of football. A lot of fun football definitely being played yesterday, no doubt. We got Mark Lennon mode. Good to see you again, Mark. We saw you on the over channel just a little bit ago. Always appreciate you coming in to support the Falcons show as well. Kevin Maury saying we're only going to get better next year. will be a lot better. Stay the damn course. This sounds like a pining for uh, the bringing back Nathaniel Hackett. I'm not fully against it, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. I think you got three games here. If they finish two and three, I think there's a chance that it could happen. Or yeah, two out of three, excuse right. me. Then a chance it could happen. That's a hard ask, though, considering this team has only won four games in the entire season. And one of those games is at Arrowhead. Obviously, your toughest game of the entire season. Probably a Chiefs team that is looking to step on the throats this time versus, you know, letting a team get back in there, especially. But uh, who knows? That's why you play the game. I'm kind of with Clee. He posted when we were talking about, you know, saving his job. He says, if this game saved Nathaniel Hackett's job, I'm done. You know, so you might want to thank Clee on on this because, again, this this 
Arizona Cardinals team right now might be the worst team in football. Houston's been playing tough the last yeah. couple games. I would take Houston over Arizona right now. Yep. Uh, this Arizona Cardinals team might be the worst team, but you imposed your will on them. You did what you were supposed to do. You played within yourselves. You made plays. It was a good Broncos game. I'm not taking anything from the Denver Broncos. I'm just saying that it's if you if Nathaniel Hackett is back next year, it's because he was always going to be back. That's the way I see. I don't think there's any. Oh, could he save his job? You know, that was the talk last year. It's like, oh, if Fangio beats the Chiefs, will he save his job? I mean, that decision was made two months ago. Yeah. So he's either, he's either, you know, and again, unless something goes completely off the rails and it changes it from he was coming back to he's not, then the decision's already been made. You're not, you're not going game to game on a $50 million decision. You could be waiting until the end of the season, though, to take the entire sample size without a decision being totally made yet. So you have the entire picture painted. You've got a pretty good idea, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do think that it's not a, I don't think a final decision has been made yet. Uh, they still, they're going to have to evaluate. Every, in the words of Nathaniel Hackett, we're going to have to evaluate everything. Uh, James Hyatt coming in here saying, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Our guy, Ernie Mays. Hello, gentlemen. Go Broncos. Good win yesterday at home. That was our 299th home win. Well, the Broncos have one more home game this season against the Chargers. God, it would be sweet to keep them out of the playoffs by beating them. Um, I'm a Justin Herbert fan, but not to the point where it wouldn't be good to see him. Oh, he's never made the playoffs. That's because of the Broncos knocking him out. That'd be great. Cristiano, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. A win is a win, right? Yeah. Nobody's apologizing for beating the Broncos when they've been decimated by injuries. You shouldn't have to apologize for beating the Cardinals when you're both decimated by injury. Go out there and get that win and push that Seahawks pick out of the top three. That would be great for this team. I uh, got to catch my favorite guys live today. Oh, who's up later? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, and, uh, Double Joy, been watching this show post-fact. Well, glad you could join us today live. We appreciate the heck idea coming in. And happy holidays uh, to you as well. We got Brad D in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott from Fidget, got, Frigid, Montana. Y'all coming back on Facebook as well. And, and Brad says he's coming in for 35 below. Yeah, that's 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 not healthy. Yeah, you're going to see some tauntauns running across your uh, backyard there pretty soon. Like, if if 18 is cold anywhere, what's minus 20? I told him, he's like, well, that's colder. Duh. You know? No, 18's cold. Minus 35 is ridiculous. Yeah, people should not live there. Um, uh, And then Miguel came back in with some stars. Wanted to to say thank you to Miguel. He says, with his stars comment over on Facebook, he says, I know we need an OL in the draft, but I really want to see us pick up another edge or defensive tackle to create more pressure. Yeah, there's no saying you have to go offensive tackle with your first-round pick. Reaching for one might be the worst thing that you could possibly do. Now, if one presents itself, then you might want to go there. But we've talked ad nauseum on this, because we talk a lot during the week, that you can find help in the offensive line in the second, third. You don't have a second. But in the third round, especially in the interior, um, and you know, maybe go get a guy who isn't coming off the injured reserve in free agency to be a good right tackle option. Um, but yeah, y- you don't want to tie yourself into saying we have to have a tackle in the first round. You, the, the worst thing you could do is reach and get a guy that can't play. Yep. Get, keep getting good football players and you'll be okay. Don't reach for a guy just because you have a need. That's something that Nick and I have talked about. You know, the best player available thing. It, it rankles my feathers a little bit because best player available is so subjective that if it's close, you want to try and fill a need or value. Uh, if it's not close, then you go with the best player. But when you're picking in the twenties, then you should have six or seven guys that you think are right there that are available. That I say, okay, I could pick one of these guys and they're all pretty close. I want to try and fit a need at that point. Um, yeah. And if, if this there's season, one of those isn't a tackle and one of them's an edge, by God, I'm going edge. Yeah, 100%. And this season should be a proof that what you think the roster, idealized roster is, can change quickly. A year ago, if we'd have been talking about drafting a running back in the third round, people would have been screaming at us. Why would you do that? You got Javante Williams. Having a third-round caliber running back right now, or even a fifth-round caliber, caliber running back, Tyler Algier, killing it out there in Atlanta this last week. 100-yard game, touchdown. I think like seven yards a carry or something. He's second uh, in the NFL among rookies right now. Uh, and he's breaking and, tackles and, uh, left and right. Yards. Yeah, he's been great. He'd be damn good in Denver right now because the running back room is decimated. We talked wide receiver early as well. Maybe this Broncos team will consider wide receiver. Why would you do that? You have Judy, Hamler, Sutton, Tim Patrick. Blink of an eye, you're down to one of those guys. 
Uh, so you need to take good talent because injuries will decimate you, especially at uh, value positions. Because if you get down to the scrubs, not to be too uh, harsh on those guys, but you get down to the terrible, uh, you know, borderline rosterable players at edge, wide receiver, cornerback, tackle, uh, you're in big freaking trouble. Uh, so I'd rather stack those positions than, oh, we have one spot for a safety out there. You can find a safety. Stack those value positions. So uh, stack Mark comes and he says, we should have put in that Mooty guy, you know, <sighs> shake my head. And, and yeah, it would have been nice to have him available. Um, but again, I, I'm going to say just from a purely football standpoint, Wattenberg's on the team because he also plays center. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, he's your backup center. And, he, and then he played left guard. He played right guard. Nick, I thought he looked better at right guard than left guard. You know, yeah. come second half. I thought he was, uh, for the most part, holding his own out there. Did he get beat a few times? Yeah, who do, most 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 guys do. Yeah. You know, I don't want to amplify on you know, uh, you know, getting beat on an inside move. I was trying to keep an eye on him. I'm like, okay, you know, as they're running the ball and, and really imposing their will in the second half, Wattenberg was okay. Um, yeah. Glasgow was 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 playing okay again. Line up, let me go after somebody. Yeah, don't make me have to pick up five different blitzers because we're doing some complicated passing scheme and we're always throwing the ball. That's my guy. Let me try and move him. Keep it simple. Stupid. I'm still a firm believer, especially when you're struggling with personnel, Nick. Yeah. And that's something I do want to throw the offensive line, a little bit of a bone in the pass blocking department. Obviously if you're losing your one-on-ones straight up, like we saw Compton Glasgow, we saw Cam Fleming get beat on a speed rush from the nine to tech position from Marcus Golden out there. But this is an Arizona Cardinal team that likes to use a lot of deception and blitzing. And we are that far down in your reserves in the offensive line. It's pretty damn hard to have chemistry and communication out there. And we saw a few free rushers or guys, you know, just standing in space, letting guys go around them because you are that far down the list of starters, players in general on the offensive line. That makes it pretty hard. You'd hope that Brett Rippon would be able to get rid of the ball. I know that he had seven sacks. I think about three of those were probably on him, not getting rid of the football in time. You know, he hits the end of his drop back. Nobody's there. Get rid of the damn ball, Brett. Throw it away. Um, but uh, definitely not the best offensive line performance from a pass blocking perspective. The run blocking, though, man, we got to give him credit. I feel like that's – you see the bad with the pass blocking, and you get angry about that. But then you have to also go back and talk about the ceiling block on the outside for the run game and the benefits of that as well. And I thought that uh, specifically in the second half, they did a pretty darn good job there outside of this guy. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Lord of Liberty. Wattenberg isn't a bad run blocker. He spanked and pass. He gets spanked and pass. Bro. I don't think he's a great run blocker either. It's tougher in pass protection. Uh, no doubt. Especially when you're isolated against JJ Watt, who has a height, weight, speed length, uh, advantage against you also alessandro coming in saying wattenberg is looking like a bust he's a fifth round pick uh the broncos a lot of their interior offensive linemen that have drafted that late day three typically spend year one on the practice squad we'll see what he looks like but the fact that they traded up for him the fact they let moody leave without him the fact that uh he's already what 24 years old those are all factors that are negatives in the Wattenberg department. Yeah, but as far as I'm, I'm with Cristiano on this, and I, I highlighted that just so I could basically say this whole thing, you yeah. know, fifth round rookies on the in the trenches aren't busts. If you get contributors in the fifth round, you're hitting for the most part. But, you know, depth guys, uh, that's a hit, let alone, you, you, and you can miss without being a complete bust. I mean, what, what are your expectations coming in for Luke Wattenberg as a fifth round 24-year-old rookie? Well, you know, why, why did he... If he was older, okay. If he was older and really good, he still would have gone higher, you know, because mm-hmm. I can still get 12 years out of a 24-year-old offensive lineman. I'm okay with yeah. that. So yeah. I'm I'm with that one too. Benjamin Flores coming in says, victory Monday for sure. And you know who's coming in? Broncos orange is Coach Chris. Appreciate you, Chris. Helping to keep the lights on, keep my forehead nice and shiny, and keep Nick in all kinds of different hats. Yeah, they got the collection going there. I feel like nobody's mentioned I got the beautiful old school D helmet. Thank you to the old band uh, sending that out there, the replica Broncos helmet. But uh, that's been, we used to have a horse mask If we, if up we there. beat the Chiefs, if the, if the Broncos beat the Chiefs, you have to do the next pod in that helmet. You know what? That is not going to happen. I, it says, <laughs> please do not put on the helmet on the back. Also, I was just like, you know what? I wonder if it would even fit. That's just for, that's just for like, don't put it on like to use it because it's not to, to standard. Do not use this helmet. If that helmet goes on my head, I'm getting buried in it because it's not coming off. <laughs> that's that's what I'll say. I was like, oh, well, 
Absolutely not. Um, uh, we're not going to make like, any. Wait, I put it on and it went. Oh, yeah. God, no, um, it's. But Chris coming in with support for the show. He says, good morning, my brothers. Decent game, but it was a game of two bad teams. Yes, it was. Mecklenburg had a great article about all of our second and third level players getting playing time that will help in the future. Thoughts and happy holidays. Uh, my thoughts for the first half where I was driving home and I was, you know, right in the middle of the a drive. So somewhere around in South Georgia, Florida, Valdosta in there. And I was like, you know what? I'm not sure I should operate heavy machinery while listening to this freaking game. At one point, there were six straight three and outs between the two teams. Uh, and then it got it together. Then it started picking up, uh, you know, uh, some turnovers help with that one. And and let's 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 stay on Coach Chris's point here just a little bit. Who are some of the younger players you think that are getting some extra action as the tail end of the season that you think can benefit? Um, and I'll 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 start with one um, because someone else said his name. I think it was here. I'm going to start here and then I'm going to come back to Coach Chris. Joseph Trani says Mathis is a player too. I like that kid a lot. That's a player who's benefiting from injuries and getting mm -hmm. to go out and play and earn a spot. If later round guy, if he wasn't contributing, I wouldn't call him a bust. I call him a steal. That's a hit. That's a that's a cheat code when you're getting him to play at this level. So one of those players, Chris, and then I'll turn it over to Nick, that is benefiting from the way the season has gone is Damari Mathis. Other players benefiting from the way the season has gone. Deshaun Williams. I mean, it sucks that Draymond Jones is out for the year, but Deshaun Williams had, I think, two sacks in this game, and he's been he playing. a one-year deal, though? He has a one-year deal. I'm having well, a hard I'm time. I'm thinking okay. potential true building blocks. Like, think of your your guys on second-year guys on rookie contracts like Jonathan Cooper going in and playing well yesterday. Baron Browning. Now, I'm stealing all of them, but you missed, you, you messed it up. Yeah, I'm just I'm having a hard time with it because it's some of them seem obvious meat on the bone and some of them didn't really have massive contributions yesterday. A lot of them were those one year mercenary players. Greg Dulcich. One catch, had an okay run blocking but game. He's gotten a lot of playing time since Albert yeah. Okawebanam has been mothballed. Um Oof. you know, yeah. if Albert O had been a player that we were hoping he would be, I'll go back freezing cold takes. You know, I get mad when people accuse me of saying stuff that I didn't say. There's plenty of stuff I've screwed up. You don't have to make things up. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff like Albert Okwebenam is going to be my breakout player for this team. Oops. Yeah. Well, mine was uh, KJ Hamler. Boy, this is why these guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. We missed two. Um, but Greg Dulcich is getting a ton of playing time. Um young players. Uh, how about you know the receivers? Could you know, I don't know that anybody's really Jerry Judy. Yep. For that I mean, matter, Jerry Judy, Dulcich, you're talking about uh, Baron Browning. Nick Benito is out there getting more snaps this week. Granted, not, you know, getting after the passer so much, but still looked better out there. Uh, you have so many players that have been young and injured that it's hard. Quinn Miners before the eye got injured. I mean, you're just you're kind of decimated right now in that draft class before George Payton came in has pretty much been, you know, gone outside of Jerry Judy. You're not getting contributions from a single player in that class because of injuries or live, uh, failed to live up to uh, their draft slot. So it's pretty tough. Uh, Jay Wusso coming in and where's Stern. He should be playing along Simmons, not Jackson. He has a hip injury. He's probably done for the year. We won't see him. That's another one. So it's just, there aren't that many uh, recent draft picks that are contributing right now to even pick from uh, due to injuries. And the fact that we are the only one contributing from that 2021 class, no, excuse me, 2020 class is Jerry Judy at this point, despite having five picks in the top 100. Uh, so rough, uh, in that regard, it's kind of tough to talk about some of those guys. Damari Mathis seems like the obvious one. Brandon Johnson as well. I mean, three catches on a one-year deal though, right? As an undrafted free agent, or do you have control? I mean, I can look it up while you're, you're talking about him, but again, I, I don't know that Brandon Johnson's a long-term contributor to this team. If he is, it's like a fourth or fifth wide receiver and he's going to have to show it as right. a special teams gunner, uh, as well. So I guess it's po it's a possibility of the fact that he's getting reps out there. We have three more games. Uh, that's going to be a leg up for next season for him, no doubt. Uh, and we also liked him in preseason as well. He's a fine player, but probably not a a difference maker out there. If you have him as a depth, I feel like he's going to be one of those guys that probably bounces around from practice squad to active roster. Across he's an the exclusive league. rights in 2023. So he'll be back. He'll be trying out for the camp next year, and we'll see what the roster and that room looks like. And then uh, Jalen Virgil isn't playing. Um, yep. Again, Jalen Ur Virgil is more athlete. He's a track guy playing football. And he's older, uh, too. I think. So, 
you know, that again, he, he, somebody forgot to pay attention on the first play, but guys that can only run fast are pretty easy to cover. I'm just mm-hmm. going to stand back here and let you run to me. And then I'm just going to wait for you. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him back there returning some kicks though. Yeah. Um, Montreal, Washington. That's one, another one we can't really talk about. He's been not great. Uh, it's, it's been exciting. I'll tell you that when he's back there uh, returning punts, you're never sure what you're going to get. It's uh, it keeps things interesting. <laughs> interesting in a way that like, I Not feel like, way. yeah, like this kind of way, like, Oh my God, oh God, is he yeah. going to break it for 25 yards or is he going to fumble it or catch it on the two? What, what the hell is he going to do? Is he even breaking it for 25? I don't even remember a single 25. Yeah, for a yard. while he was like second in the NFL in return yards. He was like 16 per really God. It's yeah. not, he's been, yeah been that explosive uh albert knoppers hello to you i keep flashing you on here but good morning to you albert we got quentin caldwell good morning to you uh we got cleese in the house todd smith always with starry night howdy broncos country good to see you todd smith always appreciate you coming in and joining us today and we got skylar coming in you guys mess up this name i i I met somebody with the spelling of this name i was like how do you say your name it's like it's skylar i'm like oh that's pretty easy it's an awesome show came in late we will work out a kicker next year matt prater putting brandon to shame uh, he's at least two of our losses. Uh, I was just on spot rack looking at it. Uh, McManus is well paid. Yes, he is. Um, let me see where he is. He is right now of your active players. Brandon McManus, his cap hit is one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the team at $4.2 million. 4.2. You feel like you're getting 4.2 out of him? He is on a contract for 20. He signed an extension recently. So he has um, two more years left on his deal, but you would save 2.5 next year with a different kicker and 4 million in 2024. If you were to take his dead cap. So he's got a four, he's got a five and a five, two cap hit with a two, five dead cap next year. Do the quick math on that. And you save 2.5. If you move on from Brandon McManus next season, would you work out a kicker next year? Yes, you would. Yeah. Yes, you would. I will say credit to Brandon McManus on this one. I tweeted very snarkily after he missed that kick that, oh, can't wait to hear whose fault this one is this week besides the kicker Um, (laughs) because he likes to point fingers at everybody but himself. And he's got a weird kind of, you know, fan base that follows him and says he doesn't anything wrong. But he came out after this game and be like 38 yards. That's unacceptable. Pretty much is what he said. And God bless you for that one, because you fall on the sword on that one, because there's only so many times you can point at everybody else for missing the kick. Oh, and, and obviously and it takes frankly, a snap the holder, but when you're making the 5 million and you're an established guy, you should take the blame for everything. We yeah. can see if a snap was dropped, we can see, Hey, I missed it. You know, just that's your job as a veteran who is well-paid Yep, part of your job. Yep. A hundred percent though. I agree with you all the way. We got low mill coming in here saying good morning from the state of Michigan. Talk about cold places, man. You guys hope you're doing well. Um, we also got Lord of Liberty coming in saying, if you are going to reach on someone, reach for Will Levis, if not best player available, I don't think the Broncos going to be in drafting range for Will Levis. And uh, I think they're probably, you're probably a year early on the quarterback position there. I think they will take one at some point in the draft. Uh, but I think it's probably not going to be until day two, day three, uh, get somebody young in there to compete with Brett Rippon. I think the offensive functionality looked better with Rippon this week. I think he executes what Hackett's vision for the offenses better, but he's a worse quarterback than Russell Wilson. It's really what makes this whole thing tough. The Russell Wilson offense is so specific and teams know what it is. You lose the ability to scheme week to week unless you can out talent them. Uh, so we'll see what it looks like here. And it's also, I think one of the reasons that the, feelers right now for the head coaching position. Oh, heck, it's definitely gone. Oh, maybe he's not gone. I think that there's been some feedback that maybe people don't aren't tripping over themselves to come to Denver to work with Russell Wilson. Well, and I think part of it is also he's a likable person. Again, you know, yeah. it, you want to cheer. As soon as I see him in a press conference, even now that he's turned into like dark, Nathaniel Hackett, I still root for the guy. You know, yeah. we get on here and we talk about, you know, flippantly like, oh, he's gone, this and this. And then I watch him and it's like the person there, man, I want this guy to succeed. I like, I like him. Um, but you know, from a cold-hearted spreadsheet analysis, I think he's gone. Um, but who we're glad is here is Coach Chris coming in uh Broncos Orange again. He says every time our our quarterback gets sacked. The replay shows Reisner blocking no one and just watching. 
His play has been in massive decline for the past two years. He's got to go. Riser, I will help you pack. Uh, hashtag DB for life. Nick, how long have I been covering the Broncos? Two years now? Three three years two, almost? Two seasons. Coach yeah. Chris is saying Reisner hasn't been playing well for what? A bit. Since two years year. now. Yeah. So last year as I was watching this, I kind of asked the question amongst our group here, why is Reisner getting a pass? Because I guess he had been good the first two seasons. Yeah. He wasn't last year. He wasn't very good last year. He was part of the problem against those AFC North teams that were coming in and bullying you all around the trenches. It hasn't gotten better this year. The two years I've been watching this team, your left guard position has been a problem. Your center has been a problem. Your right tackle has been okay. Your right guard has been hit and miss, depending on the health and availability of Quinn Miners, who has missed about half the games. And Bowles has been adequate, yeah. which really isn't good enough for his paycheck. 100%. He was not great this year. <laughs> yeah, which was it's not good. He's been okay. Yeah. You know, you've got bigger problems to fry, but <clears throat> his he's been okay, but it's not relative to what he's getting paid. I'm like, why is Reisner getting a pass? Because he hasn't been very good. He he really hasn't. He's cheap, you know, on a on a rookie deal, but cheap and bad isn't doing you any good, man. Yep. It's not, but that's the kind of the rookie contract wave, right? Especially if you use a guy in the t- draft, a guy in the top 40. So uh, tough, but uh, Todd coming in here also saying, is there a center in the upcoming draft worth taking in the first round? Have not watched every single player so far. I guess if you think Peter Skaronsky is going to end up on the interior and you want him to play center, that's an option to keep an eye on. He's been playing left tackle for the uh, Northwestern Wildcats now for a couple of years. He's got reportedly sub 33 inch arms. I think there's one single tackle in the entire NFL that has sub 33 inch arms. So that might be a massive point. I mean, he's an outlier if he's playing tackle and succeeding. Then at that point, I think the only one is Braden Smith. Who's been very up and down this season uh, for the Colts, probably better at guard than tackle, but he's one. The other one that I think I like, but his pass blocking is hit or miss. He's older. He's not an exceptional athlete is uh, John Michael Schultz, John Michael Schmitz, excuse me at Minnesota. I think song. John Michael Schmitz, John, John Jacob Jingleheimer Jacob Schmitz. Jingleheimer Schmitz. Is that, is that his full name? <laughs> it's John Michael Schmitz. It really is. Okay. Um, six foot four, 320 pounds out of the uniform. I wouldn't say now. I wouldn't say that to his face. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a uh, big dude. I would say that he's probably more of a day two player though, than a day one. I just don't think this is, I don't think this is a great offensive line class coming up here right now. I've the guys that I've watched. There are only three that I think are worthy of first round picks. In Paris Johnson Jr., who's going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, Peter Skaronsky, who I think is more of a guard than a tackle and probably middle to late first round type of caliber player there. And then uh, Broderick Jones, um, who's a good athlete, maybe also more of a guard than a tackle. But this is not a great, I don't think this is a great top of the offensive line class. It's not a good, it's not good at offensive line at the top. It's not good at wide receiver at the top, which is crappy for the Broncos, but is what it is. You can always use defense. Like I said, you can, you can. You're doing okay at corner. There's, <clears throat> well, this is a, I can make an argument for a need just about anywhere when we get to, when we start doing our mock drafts. Brad D had a comment here on YouTube that made me laugh about uh, Prater not, no longer being a Bronco. I guess there were some uh, off the field concerns. I didn't, I didn't know the history on that, but that was a, uh, a funny way of putting it. Brad, no, I'm not going to read it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, make sure that if you, Drink, don't drive, especially in the holidays. You see much more of that. Bad road conditions. It's dark. Uh, don't drink and drive. You don't need um, an ex- there's no excuse. Not not any ifs and buffs. Just don't. There's yeah. ride apps. Push up a button. You can get a ride home. Get a DD or get a six-pack and drink at home. But just, just don't do it. Um, and then we'll talk about your alcoholism later, but don't endanger anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Different conversation. Mm-hmm. Adam coming in saying, good morning, guys. Three and nine with 16 points a game. In 12 games with Wilson, one and one, 16 points in two games of Brett Rippon. Offensive looks more fluent with Rippon. Such a small sample size uh, to get in there. I do think that your offense is more, you can have more of a horizontal quick pass game with Rippon out there, yak opportunity, which we have not been seeing great with Russell Wilson this season. I do think that the, the run we saw against the Jets, I mean, Jets had a great defense out there. This was probably the worst defense you've played this year in the Cardinals. Um, Obviously, if you can have Latavius Murray with 130 yards, that's uh, not a great look. And how bad your offensive line was, you still were running great 
I think you lean into the run personnel, but I think that's much more of, I'm not going to read too much into the outcomes of the Rippon versus Russell Wilson game. It's it seems pretty obvious to me. Russell's the better quarterback. Uh, even if you are limited, what you can do schematically with him. Yeah. I, uh, again, that one boils down to opposition. Um, I picked the win, but with Rippon with, you know, you made me pick the, the outcome of the game, predict the game with both quarterbacks and the Broncos beat this team. It doesn't matter who they're, they're just, the Broncos aren't good, but they're better than this. They're, they're better than that. Their defense is solid. Their defense is still an upper tier unit. The, the, the Cardinals don't have anything that's upper tier. They're bad across the board, including effort right now, which is where you can grind them down in the running game for sure. Yep. And we'll see if they can do that against the Rams this week too. Rams have been a pretty good uh, defensive front team, but you know, this late in the season, who wants it more is Sean McVay eyeing towards retirement. I mean, there's been a lot of Sean Payton to Rams talk. That's not a thing unless Sean McVay is moving on. So we'll see about that. Baker Mayfield and we have the Rams playing tonight, a short week. Uh, obviously paying all that money for Bobby Wagner has not done things for them. Thank you, Denver, for the extra, what is it, $12 million to not pay him to come in and have the same outcome. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a fun game this week. Fun game against the Cardinals too. Good to see the Broncos get into it. And one thing, everybody, nobody's talked about in the chat yet, but we're talking about Russell Wilson versus Brett Rippon. Uh, what does the offense look like that's differently between the two? Big one here for me in this game, in this skin, small sample size. Broncos go three for three in the red zone this week. They end up winning 24 to 15. That three for three in the red zone is a big time difference maker. Yeah. Holding on to the ball helps. God. Yeah. Well, mostly <laughs> he'd still had a fumble. <laughs> there was an interception in the red zone. You just didn't start the play in the red zone too. Yes. So um, that probably doesn't count as an, uh, as a red zone turnover when, when you throw it deep, um, but holding onto the ball in the red zone helps because you were run, you could run the ball. Um, you know, if you can impose your will on a team in the trenches, and run in the red zone, you are basically unstoppable. You know, if, if I, if I can run it right at you, it doesn't scheme schmeme doesn't, doesn't really matter. And you could run against this team and then, and, and Murray and Mac ran well, they really did. They ran hard and they ran well. Yep. And uh, we also got our guy, Adam coming back in here. He had a comment. Where'd you go, Adam? Um, what would you guys change with the game plan when Russ is playing? I think that, the quick pass game isn't going to be as as great. What you need, I think, is a little bit more dynamism from your running back because Russell Wilson struggles with the placement of the quick game. He struggles with middle-of-the-field reads. How do you work the quick game without using those things? You get the ball to a dynamic running back in space in the backfield. That's a leak-out option uh, out there. Then we saw that week one with Javonta Williams. I think he had, what, like 12 targets or something. He was out there getting the ball and making things happen after the catch. And the other thing is you got to run the ball more efficiently. I think the let Russ cook movement needs to die. Uh, he's not Drew Brees. We don't want him dropping back 50 times a game. He needs to be dropping back maximum 30 to 35 times a game with the run game being playing a second fiddle off the run game. Now you're not paying Russell Wilson to be that quarterback. I don't care. That's a sunk cost at this point. What's the most effective version of Russell Wilson. You're killing the team with a ground game, forcing them into cover one, cover three looks, and then hitting them vertically off the play action. And yeah, I think I'm that's the ideal fit. Yeah, what right now the stat that you're interested in is is paying less per win. Yeah. That's that's the only one that that's the only one you're worried about. No, 21 of 26 for 200 yards. You were leaning on the short passing game. A lot of good play action and rollouts on, on that. And then some of uh some of Rippon's best plays were were Patrick Mahomes dump offs. You know, I'm getting I'm I'm getting wrapped up and I'm just able to shovel the ball mm -hmm. to uh, an outlet, which is which is good as well. So um, short passing play, play action. The, if the running game's working, the bootlegs will work too. So it, it kind of plays off of that game plan. Run first. That's my game plan. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, guys, we're going to start to wrap it on up here. Any final thoughts on this game, Scott, before we get on out of here, obviously credit to Justin Simmons, another multi-interception game here, uh, played great in this one. I thought the defense overall had a solid game. The, what had only given up 15 points, six in the first half. Some of it coming off of uh, a terrible botched kick there where the Broncos should have had the lead. Instead, they're down 6-3 to three going into half. And the Broncos' offensive explosion, maybe the, probably their best third quarter of the entire season uh, mm -hmm. out there because they've been horrible. And I bet you their third quarter point differential is dead last in the league. This is probably the only game this year that I can think of with a positive point differential in the third quarter. So uh, good to see them come out, run the football, 
overall protect the football, a lot to work on, but you know, you can't get sacked uh, if you are rushing the football. If it's a handoff, you're not getting sacked. Final thoughts. Um, Beating the team you should beat, play within yourselves and make the plays, you know, fairly simple. Again, keep it simple, stupid, fairly simple stuff. Let them make the mistakes. They're playing with a second and third quarter uh, quarterback. They're going to sail passes. Justin Simmons is right there to clean it up. Latavius Murphy Murray was great. And like I said, he has earned himself another, uh, another contract for maybe not with this team, but every time you go out there and you hear the, you hear the pros say this all the time. Every time we go out there, you know, you're playing for your career, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's out there trying to earn next season as well. Uh, Jerry Judy played well. Again, I thought Wattenberg grew into the game a little bit. So at right guard that, it's not quite as scary if you have to go out there and play with him again. Uh, Glasgow in the running game is much better than Glasgow in the passing game. So again, run the ball, use your play action, and the short passing game, and and see where it goes. And lean on your defense. Yep, one hundred percent. I think that's the way to do it. And uh, you got a chance to do that against the Rams. Thank you guys so much for coming in. Also, shout out to the Broncos linebackers in this one. Ten tackles each. And uh, again, your guy, Scott, Deshaun Williams, uh, two and a half sacks, I think four quarterback hits. Uh, he did well standing up f- for uh, Draymond Jones, who was out in this one. Again, it was, it was against an absolutely horrific Arizona Cardinals offensive line against a third-string quarterback who looked like he was playing bird box football out there. Uh, but either way, uh, good to see him get after it. Good to get a win again. Good to be four and ten now and great to be knocking that draft pick sent to Seattle down the board. Like I said, if I said it a few weeks ago, if we can make this pick be outside of the top three in the draft, I'm going to consider that a win because if it's in the top three, they are either walking away with Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, taking the quarterback or trading down for a buttload of picks for a, uh, because somebody's moving up for a quarterback. If you can get to like four or five or six, they're getting a lot less value on that. So now it's, it's just out of spite. That's honestly, that's what I, what's in your coffee, Nick? It's a coffee and I uh, fill it with a little bit of spite, cream, cream, and, creamer <laughs> and spite, uh, spite in there. Um, but uh, get out of the top three. If you win against the Rams this week, I think you got a pretty good chance of not picking, not sending that top three pick to the Seahawks, which would be great. You won't. There's the, the five wins right now is top 10. So if you were another five one team, it was it would it would be top ten. So um, you're right there. <clears throat> one final thought before the closer gets us out of here that I meant to say at the stuff maybe the story of the game and I'm burying the lead here completely. Twenty thousand no shows. To me, forget the outcome against two bad football teams playing some bad football for a while and doing well, and we can talk about the players. And the development of some of the young guys and some of the rookie contracts who are getting a chance. We can talk about all of that. The story of this game, and I buried the lead, was 20,000 Broncos country not showing up to this game. That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes about the direction of this team and any offseason changes they might may or may not make, Nick. Yeah. <sighs> yep, yep. Well, guys, so we're dollar. Gonna... we've got the, we've got some people have a swear jar, we've got a side jar. So <laughs> And we didn't read, Ethan. You're pulling them off of there. Oh, sorry. I thought we did. Um, no, so we're going to let the closer yeah. get us out of here. I wanted to I wanted to finish on that one. Um, despite beating Arizona and having the same record, the Broncos are number three in the draft order, and Arizona number is four because of strength of schedule. That's right. Head-to-head goes out the window on, uh, on draft order. If you look at Denver's 485, that is fairly strong. And in the five-win realm – depending on what Green Bay – well, see, here's the thing. If, 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 if the Rams beat the Packers, they're both 5-9. and nine, So someone's going to drop to – is going to be 5-9 and nine after this. You need the Rams to win, then they're both 5-9. and nine. But 485 with at 5-10 and 10 right now, if considering everybody else, would put you at 9. So one more win changes this thing drastically. And your strength of schedules should, you know, improve. So – Win one more game, and you're doubling the draft pick of the Seahawks, which will feel good. Yeah, we'll take it. Uh, appreciate you guys so much. Thank you, Ethan, for coming in there and closing us out. Uh, I will not be here tomorrow. We're not sure exactly what's going on with tomorrow morning's show. We got uh, family in town, and we're going to be off spending our vacation a little bit early here. So I will be back again Thursday morning uh, with you guys covering the show again for Broncos for Breakfast with Scott. And uh, we'll see what's going on. I think it's going to be Scott and Chad on Tuesday night and Luke and Thomas Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, see you guys again soon. 
Uh, appreciate the heck out of you. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod and, of course, at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook groups at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And as the ticker says there underneath, please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. Um, hit that bell with notifications. That way you know when we go live. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? And uh, Cristiano coming in with the guys, you're the best. Nick, we'll miss you. I'll be back on Thursday. I'm a little bit yeah, nervous about one show, so, one show. Yeah. Follow. Make sure you're subscribing to YouTube. I probably won't go solo tomorrow morning, so we'll probably see you on Thursday. But there's a chance I might hit hit that caffeinated Lion Coffee bliss going. Like, you know what? I need to talk some Broncos football by myself with Broncos country. But likely we'll see you on Thursday. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you Thursday. I'm I'm a little bit nervous about driving over the mountain passes because uh, we had a good snow that came here, and I saw there was like a two-hour uh, backup going over the pass. But I got my snow, ch- uh, my chains from the Jeep and everything, so we should be... Should be okay there, but heading over to Leavenworth, which is like an old logging town that they made into a Bavarian Christmas village that they go absolutely nuts for for Christmas. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. We have a cabin out there bringing the pets with and uh, just got to get there. Um, a little bit nervous for the drive, but we'll be okay. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. So make sure you've got good you got tires. Good tires. Yep. Good tires and snow chains. Um, so we'll be that nice makes and any safe. tires good. <laughs> yeah, mostly. <laughs> We'll see how much drift there is, uh, but appreciate the heck out of you guys. You have a great one. Uh, make sure you continue to choose kindness and compassion. Victory Monday. First time we got to say that in a while. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.